1: Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley.
2: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Seedmaster's Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. We have the latest crop report, which says 77% of the crop is in the bin. And farmers made good harvest progress this week, despite some rainfall last weekend. We talked with the Provincial Minister of Agriculture. We get David Merritt's reaction to the throne speech. And we also talked to him about harvest. Ray Orb, the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities also joins us. We talk with Ray about, and we have two segments. We talk with him first about the throne speech, his reaction. He sees some good things in the throne speech. And we also talk with him about new uh, rural roads, a $16 million program outlined yesterday by the provincial government. We also have the farm weather at the bottom of the hour.
1: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri News Director Jim Smalley.
2: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for Ag Buildings, Riding Arenas, Hay Barns, and more. Build with confidence, Olympic Buildings.ca. And JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today. Saskatchewan farmers made good harvest progress this week despite weekend rainfall. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Sarah Tetland says over three-quarters of the crop is in the bin.
3: There continued to be really great harvest progress this past week. Some parts of the province did receive some rain, especially over the weekend, which did cause some delays but there was still progress made throughout the whole province, so currently 77% of the crop has been combined, and that is up from 62% last week, and it remains well ahead of the five-year average for this time of year, 59%. Harvest is most advanced in the southwest region, where 96% of the crop is now off. The southeast region has 89% combined, the west central region 78%, the east central region 69%, The northeast has 51% combined, and the northwest has 43% combined.
2: What kind of progress by crop?
3: So there was progress made on all crops this past week. Uh, Some of those pulse crops, such as lentils and peas, are nearly off. So 99% of the lentils have been combined, 98% of the field peas, 95% of the durum, 86% of the barley, 77% of the chickpeas. 74% 74% of the spring wheat, 71% of the oats, 61% of the canola, and 52% of the flax have now been combined. And then on top of that, an additional 35% of the canola has been swathed or is ready to straight cut.
2: Was there much rainfall this past week?
3: So rainfall really varied throughout the province. Some regions didn't see too much rain, so particularly the southeast and east central regions really didn't receive much rainfall. But um More in the western and northern regions, they did see half an inch up to an inch of rain. So particularly in the Tyner area, which is about an hour southwest of Rosetown, they received 99 millimeters of rain, so quite a bit of rain in that area. And there was also just quite a bit of rain in that southwest corner of the province, which really was welcome. They were most definitely one of the drier areas. And harvest really is wrapping up for most farmers in those areas. So there most definitely was some rain in those regions, and most of that was over the weekend. So farmers were still able to make a lot of harvest progress, kind of before those rains came.
2: What's the topsoil moisture rating?
3: So provincially, the crop land topsoil moisture is rated as 37% adequate, 39% short, and 24% very short. And then when we look at the hay and pasture land topsoil moisture. It is currently rated as 27% adequate, 38% short, and 35% very short.
2: What's your thoughts on crop production?
3: So, um, so far the um, harvest has been going really well, especially um, the Northwest was a little bit behind kind of up until this past week. And this is when farmers have really gotten in full swing. Um, So they made really good progress. Farmers said it has been going really well this past week in that area. Some of the northwest did get some rain as well, so there was some delays, and some of the crop has been um, needed to be aerated or dried, but really harvest progress has been going really well.
2: So are you expecting an average crop or above or below?
3: It really does vary depending almost what area you're looking at, uh, even a specific field you're looking at. Um, Overall quality has been around average, as well as yields have been around average. There has been, um, as we know, it's been quite dry, especially in the southern and central regions, really throughout most of the summer. So some farmers have noted a little bit of yield loss due to that, but still a lot are happy and even surprised in some cases with the yields coming off. Um, That heat really helped. I guess it was quite hot throughout most of August. That really helped with crop development, but again, some farmers noted some yield loss due to those high temperatures, causing heat blasting in canola, as well as just some um, kind of immature grain filling in some of the cereal crops as well. The frost in the last couple of weeks didn't cause a lot of damage more in the southern regions because the crops were so far ahead and advanced, but there has been um, some damage in crops due to that frost more in the northern regions. Farmers are reported are reporting some green seed as well as some shattering happening due to those that frost.
2: What were other main causes of crop loss this past week?
3: So it continued to be quite windy throughout the province, so there was some wind damage um, just causing shattering in fields and swaths to be blown around. There's been quite a few more reports of waterfowl or wildfowl or wild birds in the fields as well as other wildlife and also some areas that did receive heavy rain have noted some lodging in fields as well.
2: And you're reminding farmers that crop insurance covers wildlife loss.
3: Yeah exactly so if you are seeing wildlife damage in your fields you can report that to crop insurance and that wildlife damage can be covered through their Wildlife Damage Compensation Program, and you actually don't currently need to be a crop insurance customer to file a claim for that damage. So if you want more attention or you wanna report um, any wildlife damage to crop insurance, you can either visit their website or call their toll-free number at 1-888-935-0000. And
2: what are pasture condition ratings?
3: So pasture conditions ratings do really vary throughout the province. Um, A lot of it has to do with the moisture we have received this year and those weather conditions throughout the year and into kind of fall here now. So currently pasture conditions are rated as 2% excellent, 16% good, 32% fair, 33% poor, and 17% very poor. And when we kind of look at the regions, more of the northern regions where they have kind of received for the most part adequate rain throughout the year, more of their pastures are being rated as fair to good in condition, whereas the southern regions where it's been quite dry and that dryness really has affected the pasture growth, they're rating more of their pastures as very poor to fair in condition.
2: Sarah Tetland compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture.
1: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion
2: is brought to you by Salford Group. Call your Salford equipment dealer or visit SalfordGroup.com and the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed. Visit CCGA.ca to learn more. Saskatchewan's Minister of Agriculture, David Merritt, is disappointed with the Federal Throne speech delivered in Ottawa yesterday. Merritt says the federal speech from the throne offered little support for Saskatchewan farmers.
4: Well, I mean, I was uh, I was out at a, a meeting and I missed a lot of it. Just hearing the highlights from uh, the, the folks here, obviously disappointing in it as far as an ag uh, perspective, Jim. There really wasn't uh, too much in agriculture, there was obviously, there was some commitment on the supply management side for for, uh, dealing with trade agreements, but to say we're disappointed that there wasn't uh, some priority put on agriculture and primary agriculture in Canada as we are uh, uh, obviously a a trading nation for agriculture products uh, is concerning for us.
2: There was some recognition though about farmers in the fight against climate change.
4: Yeah, and I I mean we're going to have to look at that too because it just depends on how they're going to uh, react to some of that process as far as moving forward with their renewable fuel standards and and, uh, challenges around that that I know producers will will have some concerns with as well. So we'll just have to see how that uh, all rolls out, Jim.
2: On harvest, what are your thoughts there? It seems to be rolling along pretty well.
4: Yeah, really well, Jim. Uh, I've been out and about in my constituency the last few weeks and talking to farmers and uh, riding along with them. And uh, for the most part, uh, in the south southern part of the province, they're all pretty happy. And talking to actually farmers from around the province, they're very happy. You know, they're happy with uh, the results. Uh, obviously, some areas there was some drought, but for the most part, the province was uh, sitting with, on a pretty good crop. Some yields were higher than expected. Some were a little lower than expected. and somewhere where they thought they would be. So, but I think that what I really heard Jim is that everybody's happy to have so much of it done and it all come off in good quality. I think that's probably one of the key things that I heard from a lot of folks and, you know, as of today we're sitting around 77% of the harvest is in the bin way ahead of the 5-year average. Uh, and I think if we get another good week, which i it sounds like we're going to we'll see the the bulk of the harvest will be in the bin, and we'll see how the how it all adds up but i i'm I'm very optimistic that we're going to see a pretty good crop here in the province of saskatchewan.
2: Care to say a little further, would it be in the top five or any idea there
4: I think yeah, I think we're going to be in the top five jim uh I'm hopeful we might be in the top three. Uh, but we 'll wait and see how that uh plays out. I know, like I said, in some parts of the province, the cereal crops were phenomenal uh you know in all in all categories barley oats wheat derm that 's what i 'm hearing obviously the the one that I heard where people were uh probably disappointed with, was some of the pulse crops uh lentil crops and things like that so but uh canola i 'm hearing uh everything from uh you know happy to what they and also to what they expected and some Less, uh, you know, less yields as a result of the heat and things that hit on that. So, but for the most part, I think we're going to be definitely top five, and I'm hopeful top three, Jim.
2: David Merritt is the Minister of Agriculture for the province of Saskatchewan.
1: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source, 620 CKRM.
5: This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at CanolaSchool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm joined right now by Alexandra posadsky. She is a telecom re- reporter with the Globe and Mail. Alexandra, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Uh, you wrote a piece this week in the Globe. Very, very important topic. I, I think a lot of our audience in rural Canada and rural United States very, very interested in this topic. And It's all to do with low-Earth orbit, L-E-O satellite systems. What exactly is this technology?
6: So, L-E-O satellites, or LEOs, as they're sometimes called, are basically satellites that are orbiting uh, quite close to the Earth. So, in comparison to geostationary or geo-satellites, which are much higher up, um, these LEO satellites are significantly closer to the Earth, and therefore... Um, They're able to potentially get faster download speeds for uh, internet connections and lower latency, uh, which is the delay um, between when a signal is sent up to the satellite and then gets beamed back down to an internet user, um, so that's referred to as latency. And having lower latency service um, just allows for a better user experience.
5: The title of your piece, Internet Everywhere But at a cost uh, it talks about how this is actually a much more competitive landscape than i i was definitely aware of of course i think a lot of people that have been following this are familiar with elon musk and his push to be one of the leaders but there's a number of companies on the u.s and canadian side trying to i guess get their foot in the door and be a leader
6: yeah, it's, uh, it is a very competitive space. Um, you're right that a lot of people are most familiar with the Starlink project, which is a project underway by SpaceX. Um, they're quite far ahead in terms of having already launched more than 700 satellites into orbit, but that's still a small number of the total number of satellites that they're planning to launch. Um, but then there's these other initiatives. There's Telesat, which is based out of Ottawa. Um, there's one web which is a u k based player, um, and Amazon has its own proposal uh called project Cooper, um, which is also in the works and and those are just some of the main ones. There are other smaller companies in this space as well
5: well, as people across rural Canada and the u s get more and more frustrated with the gap in rural, in, in in internet broadband speeds, uh, of course. People in, in urban areas, the, the speeds seem to get faster and faster. And and everybody living in rural areas still kind of really kind of disappointed. So what what kind of Internet speeds are we potentially talking about if one or multiple of these companies are, are, are able to deliver it to the marketplace?
6: Um, I mean, that's a great question. And it really depends on the specific proposals. So all of the plans are all slightly different. Um, and one of the challenges, of course, is that, um, you know, it's a new technology. And so it's hard to know at this point with certainty sort of exactly how good the service, uh, could potentially be. Um, although SpaceX has done some, uh, early testing, I guess, through some of their employees are, are doing some, uh, some early tests of the service. And they're saying that the speeds that they're getting are quite fast and the latencies are quite low um, enough to enable people to play um, video games, for example. Uh,
5: your piece laid out very clearly that this is there's a lot of opportunity here, but this is a topic, this is a technology, although it sounds great, it is not short of challenges.
6: U.S. telecom regulator, the FCC has flagged that they're just not convinced that these satellite operators are going to be able to deliver a low latency service, even with these LEO satellites. So the current geostationary satellites that are in operation, we know do have a much higher latency um, than what people um, in urban areas would get through, say, a fiber connection. So Definitely, that's an area of concern, but um, I mean, the operators have said that they don't agree and that they have this sort of early evidence to suggest that they will be able to achieve the sort of sub-100 millisecond latency that the FCC is looking for.
5: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.
2: It's your agro weather forecast on The
1: Source 620 CKRM.
2: The official 6:20 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather for today. Mainly cloudy sky. Wind south 30 gusting to 50. Becoming west 30 gusting to 50. And a high of 25 degrees. The low 8. For Friday, sunny sky, wind west 20, gusting to 40. The high tomorrow, 22. 60% chance of evening showers in the low, 11. Saturday, clearing windy, the high, 18. 60% chance of evening showers on Saturday as well. Windy, the low, 7. Sunday, showers, the high, 15, the low, plus 4. Monday, partly cloudy, the high, 19, the low, plus 4. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high, 16, the low, plus 3. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high near 16. Normal high for the state, 16. The normal low, plus 1. Sun rose at 6.48 this morning, and the sun sets at 6.52 tonight. On the roundup, the hot spot is Rock Glen in the southern part of the province at 25. Collins Bay up north, 7 degrees. Estevan is 25 right now. Saskatoon, 20. Swift Current, 21. Weyburn, 23. Yorkton, 15. In Regina with cloudy skies, it's 20. That's 68 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southeast, 22 gusting to 33. Humidity, 51%. The barometer falling 100.1. Cloudy and Moose Jaw 23. Winds are from the southwest at 26. Once again, Regina, cloudy in 20. That's 68 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment.
1: Um you're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of
2: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. There's mixed farm reaction to yesterday's federal speech from the throne. The grain growers of Canada are disappointed that many of the pressing needs for Canada's farming industry were left unaddressed by the federal government. However, the grain growers welcome a statement recognizing farmers and ranchers as key partners in the fight against climate change, and there was support for rural cell phone and Internet service. Those two key points also raised some optimism from the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities, Ray Orb.
7: We realized, you know, uh, there are some promises there, and we're hoping that the federal government follows up on those promises. But but one of the things that we did pick up on was uh, the uh, mention of uh, support for the energy industry, and we're hoping, you know, that the federal government continues to push ahead. On the Trans Mountain Pipeline, because we need that pipeline uh, to be built and to operate, you know, to uh, to help our oil producers. And the other mention uh, was about agriculture, to uh, recognize that farmers are already contributing to the reduction of greenhouse gases, and we know they're developing um, a federal program uh, to uh, look at offsets for rewarding farmers. We need them to develop a program that's meaningful and something that uh, you know puts money, uh, substantial money, in farmers' pockets. That have already been doing that kind of sequestering for years.
2: So you see some hopeful signs in the throne speech for the farming community.
7: Well, there are there are hopeful signs, but you know I guess just going back to the uh, issue of broadband, uh, that some of that's rhetoric we've heard that before. Now we need the federal government. To put the words into action, and we need some of that funding in rural Saskatchewan. That's one of our priorities, you know, for the uh, the upcoming provincial election. We want to make sure that uh, our internet service providers, our community can apply and get for some of that uh, universal broadband funding that needs to be announced uh, shortly.
2: Ray Orb is the president of SARM. We'll have more in a moment.
1: Come. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM.
2: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca SARM President Ray Orb welcomes the latest $16 million in provincial support for rural road upgrades. The Moe government announced yesterday funding for road improvements are coming to 55 rural municipalities across the province from the two-year infrastructure stimulus plan. Orb says rebuilding rural roads is important for future economic growth.
7: Yeah, we're really pleased about that. Uh, That's something, you know, we've been lobbying for. Uh, fairly hard was um, extra funding, and uh, we're glad that the province is coming forward
2: with this announcement. What does this money go for?
7: Well, you know what we've got—we've got a lot of roads and bridges, and a lot of culverts that need uh, need repair. And you know, that's something that um, that that funding—you um, know—over the next couple of years is going to ensure that there's better movement of you know grain and all the raw products uh, you know that are produced in the of Saskatchewan. It's really something. That's important to our provincial economy.
2: So you see this is helping advance the Saskatchewan rural economy?
7: Exactly right and if it does that, if it helps the rural economy, you know what, it helps the entire provincial economy and that's something we really need to do right now during this, um, this COVID crisis.
2: This is part of a three-year plan to improve what, a hundred rural municipal roads?
7: Yeah, there's a, there there are um, you know there are a large number of roads and there are a large number of bridges. Uh, you know, remembering we have almost 1,400 bridges in this province, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna key in on some of the um, the, um, the main traffic areas, that have the heavy roads and things like that. Where all the you know the, the majority of some of the traffic goes, it's really gonna go a long way to improve that.
2: Is there any one specific area where this will be, or is this across the province?
7: I, I would think it's going to be all across the province. I think there are going to be some, you know, uh, ideally there'd be some that are, you know, spread out. We have six divisions in SARM, and I wouldn't say there'd be any more funding in one or the other. I'm hoping it's spread out evenly.
2: On another topic, and but still staying on infrastructure, the province announced another $72 million for 74 macro cell towers across rural Saskatchewan. Your reaction to that?
7: Yeah, you know, it's something that uh, we've been calling for, uh, better cell phone coverage and, um, you know, more reliable and better high-speed internet. So uh, the addition um, of those towers is going to help. It's going to be something that we need to continue to work on, though, because I believe we need more of those. But this is certainly uh, welcome news to rural Saskatchewan.
2: What other infrastructure projects would be really helpful for rural economic development?
7: Well, you know, the roads and bridges are key. But, you know, cell phone, cell phone towers, uh, connectivity as far as high-speed internet, that's a different kind of infrastructure. And I think we need to focus somewhat on that in the, over the next uh, year or two because of the lack of communications we have out there. So I think the internet, that kind of infrastructure is really important too.
2: It helps farmers with their business.
7: Exactly right. What it does is it puts a lot of our farmers on uh a more of a competitive edge with some of the other producers. Uh, you know, keeping in mind that agriculture is a competitive business, and we need to have good communications in rural Saskatchewan. And uh, internet, cell phone coverage will certainly
2: help. The funding is part of a three-year plan with SARM to improve 100 rural municipal roads through the Roads for Growth program. When it comes to the food we buy, many products really haven't increased in price all that much over the past couple decades, but some have a lot. According to a new study at Dalhousie University for the past 20 years, the food price index has been outpacing the general price index, especially in parts of eastern Canada. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, a professor of food analytics at Dalhousie, calls that trend worrisome.
8: Food inflation is not necessarily a bad thing. You want food inflation. Uh, But food inflation becomes a problem if it outpaces the general inflation rate it means that your economy may not be growing as much as fast and salaries aren't necessarily maybe following and uh, and that's why often what you uh... end up seeing is uh... our households uh... basically dedicating more a higher percentage of their of their income on the food compared to uh... To a few years ago so it's been happening for for uh... for the last couple of decades Uh, I know a lot of people love to blame COVID for basically everything right now. Uh, Fruit prices are going up. Uh, They've been going up, of course, during the pandemic, but they were going up way before. And that's kind of why we produced this report, to show people that this is this has been uh, this has been going on for quite some time and and frankly I'm not sure it's going to end anytime soon. We've been lucky and spoiled to be honest. Uh, <laughs> we we have access to everything all year round in a northern country. Like seriously. And and most people wouldn't even know uh, when strawberries are in season or blueberries are in season or Oranges are actually important. We don't actually produce any oranges in Canada, and a lot of Canadians probably think that we do. Uh, and so, there's we we've been spoiling. We haven't we we've, we've been taking the, the food industry for granted. And, and I think that has changed a little bit over the last six months because we've we've uh, I've actually fielded questions that I've uh, I've I haven't fielded before in terms of supply chains, how things work, and and, and whatnot. So it's 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 just a different approach altogether.
2: That's Sylvain Charlebois, a professor at Dalhousie University.
1: The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620
2: CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1 800 284 9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading this morning at Vitera, Canola fell five sixty at four hundred sixty dollars fifty seven cents lentils gained eight dollars at five ninety five fifty number one red spring wheat rose four cents at two hundred twenty dollars sixty five cents the rest were unchanged durham two sixty eight twenty two feed barley 18370 flax 57506 oats 17353 yellow peas 24889 and feed wheat 16616 Minneapolis spring wheat December futures fell 1 and 3 quarter cents at 531 and 3/4 cents a bushel
1: It's the livestock reports on the source 620
2: CKRM the livestock quotes are brought to you by the Wayburn Livestock Exchange. Call Wayburn 4574 And now the latest livestock quotes.
0: Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of September the twenty third. A big run here for our Wednesday sale: eighteen fifty in the sort, three hundred and twenty five cows and bulls. Also some feeders in our regular sale. A total of twenty two hundred for the day. Cows and bulls selling steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, 76 to 84. Sales to 87, 88. On the big high yielding kind. D3 cows, 68 to 76. Cows are averaging 79, 50. Big bulls, 105 to 114. Sales to 117, 118. Bulls are averaging 109.50. On to the pre-sort sale. What a set of calves we had for our sale. Lots of bigger end calves. Some highlights on the steer side. 430 pound steers, 269. 500 pound steers, 252. 550 pound steers, 248. 640 pound steers, 228. My favorite pen, 710 pound tan steers, 213. 710 pound red black exotic steers, 209. 775 pound tan steers, 203. And 775 pound red black exotic steers, $2. On the heifer side, 420 pound heifers, 234. 500 pounders, 206. 550-pound heifers, 190, 630-pound heifers, 181, and 710-pound heifers at 169. Here are some of the locations these producers came from. Roseley, Grenfell, Cupar, Newter, Foam Lake, Sheehoe, Tisdale, Roblin, and Russell. Good job to all you producers out there. And please book your trucks and your cattle, please. 2,100 head, booked for next week. This Friday, September the 25th, it's Horse Assembly Day. Wayne starts at 3 o'clock. Last Friday, we had a sheep, lamb and goat sale, 1,525 head, listen up. Lambs, 60 to 70 pounds, 225 to 237. 70 to 80 pound lambs, 234 to 250. 80 to 100 pound lambs, 218 to 232. On the ewes, 160 to 188. And on the kid goats, 40 to 60 pounders, $100 to $150 a piece. And 70- to 80-pound kid goats, $185 to $250 apiece. Nanny goats, 150 to $180 apiece. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. Enjoy the nice warm weather, everyone. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day.
2: And the latest pork prices for both the Sig4 plant in Brandon and BP4, TCP4 in Moose Jaw, 173 76 per ckg. Coming up,
1: the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now, the Resource Report
2: brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns, and more. Build with confidence. Olympic Buildings.ca Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says Canada is already in a COVID 19 second wave, and his government will do whatever it takes to support Canadians during the pandemic. In yesterday's throne speech, the Liberal government committed to extending or reworking financial support programs for businesses and everyday Canadians, noting that the economic impact of COVID-19 has already been worse than the 2008 financial crisis. Trudeau then later took to the airwaves himself to address the nation and warned that the country is on the brink of a fall season that could be much worse than the spring. Stats Canada says the food and drink services subsector recorded sales of $4.6 billion in July, a 17.1% jump over June, and the third month-to-month increase in a row. The agency says sales at what it calls drinking places saw a surge 40% for the month, while sales at full-service restaurants rose by more than a third compared with June. The federal statistics agency says unadjusted sales in July were still down nearly a quarter compared with the same month last year. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was up in late morning trading, while U.S. stock markets were mixed, and the loonie was down against the U.S. dollar. The TSX Composite Index was up 44 points at 15,861. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 55 points at 26,707. The Canadian dollar traded at 74.57 cents U.S., compared with 74.86 cents Wednesday. The November crude oil contract was down 14 cents at 39.79. Nine a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at one forty-five this afternoon, and an agri-news report at three forty-five p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another agri-news report at six forty-five a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon, and good PM. P-
1: You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.